Ladies and gentlemen, biatches of all ages, it's time to turn up your radios for the most entertaining and important podcast you've ever listened to in your entire life. No, I'm not talking about the Ralph Report. I'm talking about Bridget from the East Coast. I'm talking about Aaron from the West Coast. They are the bi-coastal biatches. Ladies, the stage is yours. What do you got for us this week? How the fuck are you, Aaron? I am fucking fantastic. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to fucking hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just uh, chilling like a villain. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm doing quite well, but I'm not entirely sure what's happening with me. I might be having like a, a stroke or a brain fart. I'm not sure. I'm having a hard oh. time saying words. You should talk. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty fucking good having, you know, the usual fun time at work. But otherwise, life is pretty fucking good, which is nice to talk about for us to be able to say for a fucking change. I um I think I verbal diarrhea so hard when we were catching up before we started recording that then I immediately had nothing to say when I um, record. I was like, mm, stuff. <laughs> um, so hi, everyone. Hello. I'm back. I've. I've feel much better oh, i'm so um, glad to hear it yeah so what anything new going on with you you do anything fun over the last uh in in future times when you're listening to this halloween has passed so did you do anything i know you don't like halloween but did you do anything i did absolutely jack fucking shit for halloween Solid choice. I don't know. I'm not like a big Halloween person. I'm not big into the costumes. I don't really care about Halloween parties. Uh, just do, whatever. The only good thing is the candy. It's the you, only fucking thing I care about. You do hate scary movies. So that's like number one going to like yes. tick a lot of the boxes off for you. Whereas I do uh, in honor of my... A uh, good friend Gabe that passed a few years ago. He we did this like Halloween movie thing every mm-hmm. year. He would always send out the list, and it changed. And mm-hmm. but it, I don't I don't do it as structured as he did it. Where like the first one would be like classic horror, and then like October second would be like family horror, and the third would be comedy genre horror. So there were different genres to get you to watch a wide variety of things. I cultivate my own things, and I do mm-hmm. more than one a day on some days. So I don't do it exactly like he did it, but quite honestly, it's hard to just get 31 movies in a month, like, especially Mm -hmm. with me having two jobs at the moment. Like, that is, the struggle is real. Like, on my lunch, I'm watching, like, an hour of it so that later I can, like, watch an hour before bed and, yeah. 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 That's tough. That's tough. But I am. Um, I love Halloween, so mm-hmm. I went to a pumpkin carving thing. Um, oh, nice! I usually go with my friend Bethany, but she mm-hmm. has a family and and is a full time school teacher, so she's very busy. Because you've mm-hmm. got you know a family of people to shuttle around and work. So uh, I invited my folks, and we had such a nice time. We just uh, nice. hung out, and carved pumpkins. I was very aggressive with a very sophisticated design for someone that quite literally carves maximum two pumpkins a year, but most years less than one. Mm -hmm. It's only in recent years I've been doing it annually. So (laughs) 
many years in my 20s and 30s, I was like, fuck this shit. I don't have time for this. Fucking kids are going to come and like kick my pumpkin in the face after I did all this fucking work. So I'm just not going to do it. And I'll mm-hmm. buy my pumpkin seeds online or something. Um, so I, I perhaps was a little bit, um, a little enthusiastic. Actually, last year I was a lot more, um, aggressive, but it took me hours. This year I just did one of those kind where you like carve some of the pumpkin out so it illuminates differently. Mm -hmm. So the picture I just showed Bridget that y'all can't see, because guess what? This is an audio show. Uh, I did the kind where I have different depths of of scraping on the pumpkin Mm -hmm. so that you never see the candle, but the thing glows. And it was a half green, half orange pumpkin, so I just Mm -hmm. thought it was really interesting. Um, But yeah, my my parents were done in like 30 minutes, and I was Mm -hmm. like carefully hand scraping the like hair out so it had dimension. And then I got to the hat, and I was like, I'm honestly so fucking tired. I'm just going to, like, scrape this, and it is what it is. Like, um, but yeah, but that was fun. And and, and I was pretty close to uh, uh, creepy flirting with one of the guys that works at the tap room that does this event every year. It's called Central Station Taps. It is my favorite place to go and it's owned by like a friend of a friend's family mm-hmm. so i feel like i'm like supporting a family business mm-hmm. um in fact i was like save me from my bath and body works hell mm-hmm. and i sent a little email to like their question mm-hmm. uh thing on their site that was like if you guys ever hire someone not in your family i'm like a beer nut and i'm like super good at like explaining notes and flavors and talking about beer and also i love you guys let me know if you're ever hiring not family members. <laughs> um, but the only not family member that seems to work there is this guy that was like pouring the beers last night. And I was there with my parents. So that mm. was very sexy. But yeah. also, um, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to take some beer to go and like a growler and talking to the guys. And the sexy one was like, you can taste them all. I mean, I'll give you samples. You want to, what do you want to taste? You can taste as many as you want. And I was like, and I'm here with my parents. This could have been an all night tasting and then all late night fucking situation. And I was like, got to go get in the car with my mom and dad. And my mom is so cute. She was trying to be the cutest wingman ever. And she was like, she's not driving. So she can drink all she wants. And I was like, cool, mom. Real cool. Go ahead and tell them I came with my parents, too. Not just that I brought them to a bar but mm-hmm. on a Friday night, but also, spoiler alert, she came with us. Yeah. Yeah. Man, panties were dropping left and right after that. Oh, I'm sure. Or I'm mantis. Sure. I guess I should have said mantis. Maybe. Yeah. Tidy no, whities Tidy whities Yeah. Boxer briefs. Preferable. Much more preferable. Anyway, that's that's all I got for you. And <laughs> what have you been doing, Aaron? <laughs> I got to tell you, I think the last time I carved a pumpkin, I was maybe 10 or 11 years old. And the idea of eating pumpkin seeds are just gross because I can't stand pumpkin <laughs> seeds. And I remember carving pumpkins with my mother and she being so excited to be able to make her own pumpkin seeds. And I'm just like, eh, these are gross. What the fuck? Yeah, no, I, I haven't done it. Man, I wish. Okay, so I today is our fiftieth episode. Oh, 
Ooh, it is. It is. And so initially I was like, I should get some like big ticket guest. We should get like Eddie to come on or bring back someone from the early days or mm-hmm. or pull some clips and mm-hmm. then, you know. If you met me, I should like don't hire me to produce anything for you is like <laughs> honestly the message here mm-hmm. because it was like 40 minutes before we were going to record and I was like, okay. so I want to tell you and you'll be so proud of me that mm-hmm. I went and got this. Okay. Well, not that screenshot. Let me. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking that we should call this episode. The Day of the Biatches, in honor of the episode of the 50th anniversary in 2013 of Doctor Who, which which was called The Day of the Doctor. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I am so proud of you. I found a Doctor Who reference that made sense for us. And it wasn't about a vibrator. Yay! Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. So, um, so yeah, so the day of the biatches. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. Woo woo! Seriously, I, I but I pulled no clips and I found no <laughs> guests. And then it, I was like, I was about to text Eddie and be like, "Can you like pop on for a second? Because I I found this list of like fifty <laughs> terrible foods. Mm-hmm. But then I started reading the list of food, and, like, the first one is a Battenberg cake. Have you ever had a Battenberg cake? I've never even heard of it. Oh, I think they're fucking delightful. It's a it's a sponge, mm-hmm. um, and they uh, do, like, a checker inside. It's pink and white. Okay. And then it's got some kind of, like, fruity flavor or whatever mm-hmm. to it. And then it's got, like, a poured-on, like, type fondant. Mm-hmm. And it's it's similar to, like, a petit four. It's just, like, a lightly iced, okay. soft. It's something you'd have at, like, a British tea party. Or, right. like, uh, an afternoon of, like, like, yeah. It's so tasty. But it was the 50 worst thing on this list. And then I was like, I can't continue because you're wrong. Because there's... <laughs> got to be something else that's worse than that and then further down the list was a scotch egg which i love scotch eggs i think you don't like scotch eggs but i was hoping for a list of really gross shit like chicken feet mm-hmm. and stuff and then i was gonna see if you and eddie wanted to gag Blech. 50 times in honor of the 50th episode but none of the lists had 50 truly terrible things they were all like just things the person writing the article didn't mm-hmm. like Mm. Well, and it was funny because I was actually thinking of Eddie earlier today because I had purchased a vegetable pot pie to eat. And literally my first bite was a fucking mushroom. So I take the crust off of it and I'm like, these are the fucking vegetables they put into a vegetable pot pie. Mushrooms, peas, and a couple pieces of potato. Like, where's the fucking carrots and the corn and shit like that? Like, give me some fucking variety. Now, I like mushrooms, so this is not a problem for me, but I do think that the more traditional inside veggies in a pie would be the peas and carrots with, mm-hmm. like, a potato, maybe yeah. even, like, a zucchini. That's, I could live that's with that, the yeah. more common in tea. I don't think of mush- like, mushrooms. I think of steak and mushroom pie, like, 
Right. I love a good steak and mushroom hand pie at like a Ren Fair or like a British like mm-hmm. pub. But yeah, you need mushrooms not you need something with it. It's not a pleasing texture on its own. No. It is a weird texture on its own. And I Ugh. admit that. I still love them. Uh-huh. But it Ugh. is it's spongy because it's a sport. it's it's Ugh. anyway. It's the fungus. It's fucking gross. So I'm sitting there picking them out like fucking Eddie. I don't blame Eddie. He's he's so fucking right because this shit's fucking nasty as I'm pulling them out. And like this is my thing is like this is why I'm always hesitant and by like when I go out to eat, like getting a, a veg- vegetable version of anything, right? Because usually all they do is put peppers, onions, or and or mushrooms in it. Like there's nothing ever, like I listen, I love cooked, I love peppers, but like if I'm eating cooked peppers, I need orange or red or something like that because the green ones the fucking burp. kill me. The gas, the gas, the it's like painful. No, I don't burp. It's the fucking paint gas Oh pain. shit. Yeah, like I just get me that over. like- I get that heartburn, like sad right. burp. But if I had like gas pains, I would never eat a pepper again. Right. But again, it's only the cooked green peppers. Green. Raw green peppers are fine. Cooked red and yellow and orange are fine. And I did read something about it because I think the way it works is all peppers start out green and then they change into the other colors as they ripen. Though there are probably some that stay green. I don't really fucking. I think that's how it works. Interesting. Like, I don't mind peppers, but like, come on, give me something other than like peppers and onions and mushrooms. And like, I fucking hate mushrooms. And like onions, I prefer them diced if I have to eat them cooked, not the long strips because I can do a little bit of it. I, okay, yeah. Here, I'm going into Eddie fucking food territory, but they're fucking gross. Turns out we didn't even need friend of the show, Eddie Pence, because. Bridget also hates food. <laughs> I have food issues. I really fucking do. You really do. You well, you have food issues, and then you have scent issues as well. Like smell, texture, fuck with you big time. Texture, yeah, 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 yeah. I was making today. Um, I made myself. It's a turkey meatloaf, and it's uh, it's stuffed with uh, uh, cheddar cheese and baby spinach, and you oh. roll it. And you roll it and it's really very good. And basically it's like a barbecue glaze on top. I mean, you can make a home one homemade thing with like brown sugar and ketchup and wish to share. Or, you know, I just put barbecue sauce on it today. But like, and I eat ground turkey all of the time. And I when I bought it, I made sure like the expiration date was far in the future. And I cut open the container and like I got hit with the smell and I'm like, yeah. Oh, I hope I can get through this one today. And I was able to, but like every so often that smell will get me. And like, usually once I get that smell, I I can't, I can't, I just can't. You could never work at a mall. Because if you work at a mall, you have to drag your trash to one of the (laughs) trash count collectors back behind Mm -hmm. in the like the inner tunnels of the mall and it is the worst smelling place i've ever it's worse than new york middle of summer during a trash strike right and you know it was like 45 degrees outside the other night when i left work Mm -hmm. and i was like it's so i can't (laughs) like i literally either smell my hand sanitizer that's Mm -hmm. on my little apron right or i hold my uh breath Mm -hmm. and then worst case i will try to breathe through my mouth if i have to because then i can't can't smell it if it's coming in my mouth but then i'm afraid i'm eating what's in the air you know 
I'm sorry. Did you just say you can't come if it's in your mouth? <laughs> no, I said I'm afraid I'm eating what's in the air. Like I, tr my last resort if I'm like ready to pass out because I have no oxygen is I will take a shallow breath through my mouth. You said so, you said something about coming in your mouth. It was just fucking hysterical. Except I went into a coughing fit. That thankfully oh, I was able to do I, myself. I said I think oh. that whatever the trash particles are in the air might be coming into my mouth when I breathe. Yeah, it's coming and into I, your mouth. I don't want to eat trash. So anyway, don't work at a mall. And also. <laughs> Every horror movie that ever takes place where they run in the back area of a mall and it looks moderately decent. Go ahead and like fucking burn that image from your head, ladies and gentlemen, because those of you who've worked in a mall know the backside, the tunnels of a mall are like plywood with a little bit of drywall and scuffs from the carts and a sad polished concrete floor. That's it. And a few signs to let you know where the emergency exit is in case there's like a fire. But there's nothing you can barely tell what door goes to which stockroom of the stores. Like this is not a and I see these like horror films and they're like quick back here and they're running and it's like beautiful is just the same way the inside of the mall is and i was like oh no they break your spirit when you yeah. work at a mall oh god yeah absolutely absolutely well it's like working in a restaurant and then having to bring the stuff out to the garbage because the thing is is it doesn't matter how clean the restaurant is that fucking garbage has things crawling around in there it doesn't fucking matter it's just I, nasty and the smell is horrible i managed a denny's briefly my condolences. Um, first of all, I don't eat at Denny's anymore. Second of all, the um, sexist piece of crap regional manager that I had, mm -hmm. his name was Babone, he <laughs> would put lists on the wall of all the things stupid Aaron had done wrong. Oh, nice. And he would change the date dots on the food, just like roll them forward so he didn't yeah. have to waste stock. And, like, that would happen more than once. And oh, so yeah. I was like, I'm going to stop eating my free manager meals and bring my own food. <laughs> and then I moved to a different store. And that store, the entire waitstaff only spoke Spanish. So I had to use Google Translate. And I was bullied. And I took my concerns to the owner. And the owner said, um... We heard you disciplined one of the key holders because he was Mexican. And I said, at the time, I was dating someone that was Mexican. And I mm -hmm. said, that's interesting since my boyfriend's Mexican and his family and their friends and all the parties we go to is the best part of him. I mm -hmm. like him and his culture more than just him by himself. <laughs> And they said, well, we're going to move you to another store. And I said, because I'm being bullied? And they said, no, because you made a racist decision. Mm. And I went to the new store. I walked in and I said, hey, um, I was in traffic for an hour and a half. And by the way, I quit. And I walked out the door and I drove <laughs> home. And Good for you. Yeah. Denny's is particularly garbage because it's one of those franchise ones so you get these like slumlord restaurant owners that like yeah don't want to buy new food in fact they also owned a couple denny or i'm sorry the denny's person mm -hmm. also owned a couple del tacos so like every mm -hmm. once in a while they'd swap 
food with like the like if we were out of something Uh-oh. or like we'd have del taco straws instead of the denny straw like <laughs> it was such a fucking shit show that i was like i can never eat there again because i can't trust that the owner of the specific denny's franchise i'm in is it mm-hmm. a piece of shit like this other person oh god yeah yeah oh god sorry we went on a weird dark all the places i've worked yes all because of food and smells yeah and nastiness yeah you you also couldn't go backstage at disneyland like underneath the um tunnels Mm -mm. because it's there's the like the blue bayou and some of the other restaurants in new orleans square Mm -hmm. the exhaust and some of the like lower prep kitchen levels feed Mm -hmm. into the tunnels so over by pirates the same tunnels that you would use to like evacuate a ride in an emergency or for like service people to go fix the pirates Mm -hmm. and stuff that whole corridor smells like like hot wet noodles with like nothing on them and it's pungent it's not Mm. an offensive odor but it is a strong odor they must cook all the noodles for all of those restaurants right there like i'm sure yeah it's it's intense yeah no thank you no thank you yeah nope well not for me you know what is for me what is for you and for you and for me our listeners they're pretty Ooh. fucking terrific i like our fucking listeners yeah we uh we have uh, a first time caller today Ooh. and uh of course we have tally man todd awesome do you have any preference which we play first uh let's play the new guy first the new guy i have known the new guy mm-hmm. for like seriously probably like 20 years Ah, very cool. Uh, So, yeah, let's get this going. It's my, uh, let's call him friend of the show, Ryan Scheidecker. Hang on. Nice. Hello, ladies. Brian Scheidecker here. Um, I am all now caught up on your podcast, so now I can actually maybe start to call in and contribute or whatnot. So, anyway... Um, I know you guys briefly touched on this, but I did have a question about the whole purse versus pocketbook thing. Um, I realize it's more of an East Coast thing. Um, the first time I heard it was when I lived in Boston for three years. Um, but yeah, I don't understand. Like, why is a purse called a pocketbook? Um, it, it doesn't fit in your pocket, nor is it a book. So it seems like a really kind of dumb name for it. Um so anyway, just wondering where that comes from, why people on the East Coast call it that instead of a purse, which is what it actually is. So uh, anyway, just let me know um, if you happen to know that. I know this isn't the Ralph Report. I know this isn't where did it come from, but just thought I'd ask. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Well, thank you for calling in, Brian. I am so delighted that you like our show. And I have to say the balls on you because you coming in hot <laughs> on this pocketbook thing and i'm gonna just step back now and also good luck i'm sure Aaron saw my reaction when i heard what he said about that so first off i will say the nice thing thank you brian for calling in and listening this will probably be the last fucking episode you fucking listen to after this shit so <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> it's over 
Okay. <laughs> so you want to know why the fuck I call it a fucking pocketbook or why the West, rest of us fucking East Coast people call it a fucking pocketbook when it's, of course, it's a fucking purse. Well, fuck you. It's not just a fucking purse because just because we call it something fucking different doesn't mean we're fucking wrong because, you know, you get the fucking people like up in Boston who call a water fountain a bubbler and I don't know, there's some That's other people call wrong. some other shit. Like, exactly. It's fucking wrong. And like, why the fuck do the English people call sneakers fucking trainers and we call them fucking sneakers or like my mother who's from the fucking west coast calls them fucking tennis shoes still right like give me a fucking break or um hello fucking england could call sweaters jumpers but we call them sweaters i mean like hello what the fuck so all of that being fucking said i am fucking right i am fucking right and as my father says i might not always be right but i'm never fucking wrong so i looked it up because I had to fucking look it up. And this is what I am told by steelhorseleather.com. And it says... It sounds like a porn site, by the way, but continue. <laughs> Ooh, it sounds like a fun porn site, actually. The term has its origins in England, where a pocketbook was a small compartment designed to hold a pocket journal. The first pocketbook appeared in the early 18th century, but it was not until the 1820s that the term began to be used to describe women's handbags. So motherfucker, this has been going on for almost, not almost, for over 200 fucking years. So a pocketbook is a fucking pocketbook, so fuck off. Not really. Keep listening, because we I'm, need the fucking listeners. I mean... Again, I just uh, I want to apologize. And by the way, this apology is for Brian. It's not for Bridget. She can fucking handle herself. Um, yeah, this is this is this is not the road you want to die on, Brian. Oh, 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 oh! And wait, more, more. How did the purse get its name? The term purse originally referred to a small bag for holding coins. In many English-speaking countries. It is still used to refer to a small bag. So let's think about all the fucking shit that women put in their pocket box. It carries a hell of a lot fucking more than a small money bag will. So fuck you. It's a fucking pocket book. And fuck everybody else who wants to call it a fucking purse. It's a fucking pocket book. And tally man, I hope your fucking fingers were ready for that shit. Thank you. I'm going to still call it a purse, but maybe not around Bridget. <laughs> That's right. Oh, God. God bless America. All right. Let's uh, <laughs> uh, let's try to get us back on track. I'm going to have to limit your future rants on this episode. <laughs> uh, let's let's move on. Our next voice message and our final voice message is from the one and only Tally Todd. Well, hello, ladies. So I'm just going to make this a brief one because it's been an extremely rough and difficult week for me. But as my job as your tally man, I got to keep pushing through and be there for you, ladies, like I promise. So tally for this week was um, 33 dicks and 135 fucks. And I just wanted to say it was a great episode. Adding the no coastal biatch to the brigade with uh, Gina contributing and that was a lot of fun listening to you guys doing all that stuff uh it made me laugh with the toe sucking and all that other shit especially this week because i needed it 
But um, also she mentioned or she wanted to know something. Episode 10 has the dick record, which is 93 dicks. And episode 41 is when Bridget went on her tirade and shot off a total combined with Aaron 232 fucks. So right now you ladies are at 4,700 fucks. And I believe, shit, I just had it in front. Oh, yeah, 539 dicks, I believe. Fuck, I read that wrong. I don't know. Anyways, um, but yeah, I know the fuck record is exactly what it is because I just remember seeing that. So, because I can't go back and look at it while I'm trying to record this. But anyways, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Have a great and safe Halloween, you ladies. Um, I miss you both. And stay spooky. And yeah, Sally Montaud out. See ya. Well, Todd, thank you very much for the call in. I'm sorry you're still going through some rough times, and I do hope it gets better in the near future. But I have to say, 4,700 fucking fucks. I am so fucking proud of myself since I probably contributed about 3,000 of them. So I am fucking impressed. That That's pretty damn fucking good if I do say so my fucking self. Can I just fucking ask, are you trying to break the fucking record right now, today, on this fucking episode? Is that what's fucking happening? Apparently it fucking is, because I've been dropping a lot of fucking fucks today, haven't you're, I? You're beyond a Kevin Smith fuck level at this point. Like, I know. Like, I need Kevin Smith to listen to one of our shows to see how I use the word fuck so they can it can be put into... Actually, no, not Kevin Smith, because he actually does a pretty good no. job of naturally putting the word fuck into sentences. But, like, there's a lot of people who try to put the word fuck into their dialogue, and it doesn't fucking work. Like, you, it, like it's not natural. Listen to my me and my speech patterns and you will see how to naturally drop the fucking word fuck and it will sound perfectly fucking fine yeah it shouldn't sound like you are using it to use it it should sound like it fell out while you were talking mm -hmm. and Just so like many people are like i'm so fucking mad like there's this like pregnant pause before mm -hmm. Yeah. Just fucking use it. Just let exactly. it come out. It's really and not fucking difficult. It's fine. It's totally fine. Just just do it right. Seriously. Oh, should I bring the fuck necklace with me to Vegas or is that pushing it? I was thinking about bringing my fuck hat. <laughs> <laughs> For like... What's because I don't know what time the this is a good time for us to obviously air the details of our trip. I don't know what the timeline of things happening are. I know I have some free time Friday, which is when I'm mm -hmm. gonna go and hope to bump into Zach Bagans at his mm -hmm. museum, which I still didn't look up the fucking name of it, mm -hmm. uh, in case he's into chubby girls and he wants to hate fuck. But mm -hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> literally like i'm stoked about the contents of the museum but like in the back of my head i'm like i know that he's been there when my friends have been there because when he's not filming he's bored and he goes and dicks around and like puts on like an incognito mini disguise like of like a hat or like mm -hmm. dark glasses or something and it's like you're still wearing 2002 clothing though so you still look like zach bagans anyway i don't know the timeline so i'm assuming there'll be points in the show where or show nope not a show <laughs> points in the weekend where i'm just like i don't want to fucking talk to you and it's like hat and glasses and just like mm -hmm. maybe like a cocktail to make me happy 
Well, I would think that would definitely be Saturday morning after we go to the Hindu, and you guys so are all I fucking don't know hungover. How, I don't know how early the wedding is. The wedding is in the afternoon. It's around like two-ish. Oh, we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's so smart. in the morning. Yeah. That's no, it smart. is. It's like an afternoon it, one. It's those like early morning starts oh, to like no, wedding no, no, no. festivities that really bum me out. Like, yeah. I, I was in a wedding. <laughs> we went the night before the night before the wedding. We went out. <laughs> And then the day before the wedding, we went up to the really beautiful home where the wedding was being held to set up all the, like, decorations and build Mm -hmm. the fucking arch and get the flowers on it. And, like, oh, my fucking God. So much work went into the set up the tables and put out the candles and stuff. And that took us, like, seriously, like, 24 hours to get done almost. But we took a break in the middle because we had appointments for like manicures and pedicures, but it got ruined because of the other fucking work you had to fucking do for the stupid. The next day work was not as terrible. Like the morning of the wedding work. Although God damn it, this is a delightful story. I'm sorry to hijack this, but uh so First of all, uh, it was two of my like closest best friends that I have in California and just the best couple. And uh, they went to this place and they got a vase, a custom made vase. And they were going to do that sand ceremony where they merge the two colors of sand. Wow. (laughs) Anyway, so the wind was pretty insane at the time. This was in Temecula where they got married Mm. and the wind was like whipping through and uh, the vase broke. And then I went outside with Megan, who, um, they were so sweet. My anxiety was really bad at the time. And so they were like, we don't want you to have to be made of honor because it's like a lot of work. And I was like, I don't even really ever want to be a bridesmaid. Like your wedding will be the only wedding I'm a bridesmaid in probably. Mm-hmm. And, um, anyway, so we went outside. I was with Megan, um, and then her wife, Michelle, uh, had a whole bunch of uh, assorted groomsmen and women mm-hmm. on her side as well. But uh, we, she was like, I just really need a cigarette. And, you know, can we go outside? And she was quitting smoking because they ended up going through in vitro and stuff. And they have mm-hmm. a cute little kid. Um, we go outside and she's like, where's the where's the vase for the sand ceremony? It's not on this this table by the thing where's the and i was like i don't what i don't what are you talking about i don't i don't know i don't don't, where's call your dad and she was like what and i was like i you should probably just call your dad i don't i don't know i don't know and she's like on the ground like squatting in her wedding dress like looking under the tablecloth to see if it's like just not out Mm -hmm. yet and I'm like, call you, call your dad. And I just like couldn't stop saying, call your dad. And and that was because we found out like an hour or so prior, and we found her dad and his girlfriend, and we're like, can you make this not terrible? And so they <laughs> went and got a face made at like Precious Moments or whatever mm-hmm. that things remembered. I think it's called. Right. And so they like saved the day and got mm-hmm. out and back almost without Oof. her noticing but she noticed and so then 
we had this hilarious story. So every once in a while when things would go bad for uh, at least a little while after a wedding, we'd be like, call your dad. (laughs) I didn't know what I, it was, she would have lost her shit on her wedding day to find out this special thing that her and Michelle had made was destroyed. And so I was like, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, and on brides on their wedding day, like the littlest things set them off, and it has to be the right person to deal with it. I know when my friend Nicole got married, uh, she got married in Florida years ago, and I was one of the bridesmaids. But you know, her, we're in the wedding, the bridal suite, you know, getting ready, and she was getting married at this country club. And somebody comes up and her two sisters were in the wedding party and like her college, you know, roommates and shit were in it. And something happened and they screwed up the flowers. Now, let me tell you, if you saw the pictures of the flowers, you would like think they're definitely not screwed up because, I mean, the fucking money. Yeah, the money that was spent on this wedding was obscene. But they screwed something up. And so one of the sisters comes to me. She's like, Bridget, come downstairs with me. I'm like. Okay. So I we go downstairs. She's like, they fucked the wet, the flowers up. Look what happened here, here, here. I was like, yeah. And she's like, we need somebody to tell Nicole. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And, and they're like, you are the only person who can keep her calm right now. I'm like, oh, great. So I have to be the bearer of bad news. Okay fine. That's my job. So I'm the one I had to go up and get Nicole and I had to walk her down and say, okay, Nicole, this is what happened, but we've already fixed it. We're going to do this with this and this is going to be here. And it's all looks absolutely stunning. And and you could see her start to get upset. And then for whatever reason, she stayed calm and I did my fucking job. And then the wedding planner made me handle everything that was important for the rest of the night. Because I was the only one they trusted. Yeah, once I um, once I nailed it on that mm-hmm. front, um, I became aggressively involved in other small fires mm-hmm. throughout the rest. Because I was there and I saw the vase go and everyone was like, Ugh. Megan's going to die. And we were mm-hmm. like, and I went and I, you know, a- approached a sort of family mm-hmm. members to fix the situation. So then when guests were there before the time they were supposed to mm-hmm. be at the wedding, I was forced to go like mingle with like truly terrible people that like I didn't <sighs> care about. And I was like, um, okay, cool. But I also was like still helping Megan get the final touches on like mm-hmm. her dress and hair and, and stuff. And I was just like... I literally couldn't be, I was so, I was, this was after my sweating mm-hmm. was a thing and I was right. just like sweating Ugh. and I was like, I'm ruining my professional makeup. <laughs> my hair is getting wet. <laughs> so yeah. Weddings, man. Fucking weddings. I that say hurts. embrace the suck and just roll <laughs> with the punches. Seriously. Did I ever tell you about the shark tank wedding I went to? <laughs> Sorry. So there's only two things that come into my mind, and I got to tell them to you both. I want to hear this story. But either A, it was a wedding that took place with people in those fucking tanks where sharks are like swimming around them, or B, let me get this out. Don't stop me. B, it was a wedding that was done on Shark Tank, because I don't watch that show, but that seems like some bullshit late night TV kind of thing they'd do. 
No, it was uh, choice A. They got married okay. in a shark tank. So, so I assumed it was, but I was in my head. I was like, I see all those like all the sharks lined up like we're not buying this mm. couple. All right, go ahead. So so this woman I worked with, right, there used to be some type of bridal show. I don't know. I don't do reality shows, but there was some type of bridal show where they'd have like these crazy weddings. So she was trying to get on that show. Right. Oh, man. So she was so she decided she was going to get married out in the um, aquarium in Riverhead, New York, which is out on way out on the east end of Long Island. Right. So the wedding is at the aquarium. She was trying to arrange it like if she got on the show, she was going to have a helicopter bring her to the event. Mind you, she's a manager in the place that I work at. I now know how much money she was making at the time, how the fuck she was affording this wedding. I don't fucking know. But so she's going to do that, but they didn't pick her for the show. So anyway, she's warning all of us that we were who we work, who she works with. We better be there on time because everything's starting on time. We better be there on time. Right. So we all pull up pretty much at the same the exact time at the exact same time. We walk into the venue and nothing is set up yet. The workers are still showing up for work, coming in with their tank tops, carrying their like tuxedo shirts and stuff. We're like, what the fuck? Right. Solid. And then we finally we figured out later on. They she gave us an early time because she assumed everybody was going to be late because literally people were showing up an hour afterwards and it still hadn't started yet from the time that she gave us. So. We're standing around. The bar wasn't even open yet. Not that it mattered to me, but it mattered to my coworkers, right? So then these women started showing up for this wedding and they had on shoes like like these crazy ass fucking designs and the heels with these three inch platforms, like fucking crazy. Right. So then this one woman comes up and she's wearing a spaghetti strap, like um, like sheath dress, but like gold sequins bright like reddish like Reba McIntyre color hair like in a perm right with a cigarette dangling out of her mouth right so, so little any- orphan Annie grew up and exactly. came to the wedding as an alcoholic yes so so awesome right so anyway so finally after we're there for like two hours where we've had like nothing to drink nothing to eat because we showed up on time we, they finally say, okay, it's starting. So she had told us it was going to be the Shark Tank wedding. And that I kept joking around that I was going to bring chum to the wedding. So when they were in there, I was going to throw the chum into the tank. <laughs> so, because um, you know how like sometimes you got to go to weddings, even though you really don't want to. I felt this way for this wedding, right? <laughs> so they bring us in and... All of a sudden, they're doing a formal ceremony inside the aquarium, but not in the shark tank. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to the shark tank? Thank God I didn't buy the fucking chum. Otherwise, it would have gone to waste. So they have this huge walkway and there are literally 20 people on each side for the groom's side and the bride's side. And they're coming down dancing before the fucking ceremony, right? So they're dancing, da, 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 and we're like, what the fuck is going on, right? So then they do a whole, so the woman with the fucking gold um, sequin dress, the fucking little orphan Annie growing up as an alcoholic, turns out she's the minister for the fucking wedding, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> so 
she does a full, like at least a half hour long wedding ceremony. And we're sitting there like, oh my God, right? So then all of a sudden they turn to us. And now mind you, the bride is in like a full, real beautiful, not my taste, but beautiful wedding dress and stuff like that with the hair and makeup done. And they're like, okay, well now you need to go over by the shark tank while they get changed because they're going to do vows in the shark tank also. I'm like, wait, I got to sit through a second set of fucking wedding vows? I just sat through one of these where I had to spend 15 minutes watching these motherfuckers dance down the fucking aisle, right? Because it wasn't like wedding processional music. It was like the fucking DJ was going at it, right? Like I felt like it was in a club. So then we're all standing around the big shark tank and they're dropped them in like in the cage. And so the fucking little orphan Annie is now in like a scuba diver outfit. And mind you, it wasn't like a five minute change. It was like another 45 minutes for them to get changed into their scuba outfits. They drop them down. You can hear the groom. He's freaking out. You can hear him heavy breathing because they got the mic set up. You can hear all the breathing because you hear the, you know, the burp, blah, blah, blah noises or whatever. I can't fucking do that shit. But you hear him. (gasps) He's freaking out in there, even though he's in a fucking cage and he's perfectly safe. So now they do the fucking vows again. And I'm watching the shark circle and I'm turning to one of the guys I work with. I'm like, come on, fucking Jaws. Come on, Jaws. Get through. Break through. Break through. Like, that's all I wanted. I wanted to have some type of excitement at this thing. So then they finish that. No excitement. It was horrible. It was so boring. So they come up like another half hour goes by. Thankfully, the underwater ceremony was only like maybe 10 minutes. So they come up. Now they got to change again. So she got to do her fucking hair and makeup again and get into another fucking dress. So like we're on outfit number fucking three. The fucking um, minister starts hitting on one of my bosses while he she's got his fucking her cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Right. Out of her mouth. Like it, it's fucking hysterical. Drinking. Oh, how you doing? I was just it was fucking hysterical. So then they finally start the reception. And I have to say, I, there's two things I will have to say. They set up all the t- tables inside the aquarium. So we were sitting by like different fish tanks and stuff. It was very beautiful. I will say that it was absolutely beautiful. The food was surprisingly good, but we didn't get served our entrees until 1130 at <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, Okay. God. And now here's the best part is the bride's son was supposedly this big DJ in New York who was friendly with like Jay-Z and all these motherfuckers. Well, there was nobody out there dancing because the, we all were like, OK, well, at least we're going to have good music. Right. The It was the worst fucking DJ in the world that they had playing at this wedding. We tried to dance. We were the only ones up dancing. And trust me, we it was it was a fucking joke because we're not the greatest of dancers. But like we finally eat our food at like 1130 at night. We're done eating. It's midnight. We're all like we're fucking shot. And we're like, we're done. We've been here for six hours already over six hours. Give me my fucking wedding cake and let me leave. But it was so we were all so fucking tired because we had to keep standing around and waiting. And it was funny because I took pictures of the people I was with. And every fucking picture you see is people standing because this is how long ago it was standing there with their fucking blackberries reading their emails for work because this (laughs) is how rough it was right it was just absolutely fucking horrible we left before the cake we didn't even get fucking dessert out of it because it was like that late we were just so tired from all of this but the funny part was is before besides her telling us to make sure we got there on time 
she also made sure to tell us it was a wishing well wedding. And like, we, we're we looking and like, and so like one of my coworkers is looking at me, she's like, what do you, what the fuck's a wishing well wedding? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Do you know? I go, maybe because like we have like at the bridal showers by us, they'll have a wishing well where you throw in like little, you know, like, like you know, happy thoughts th- for them. No, you throw in like a you, you a thermometer, like a meat oh. thermometer, stuff like you know, little chach, you know, the little yeah. things you need for the kitchen and stuff like that. You know, maybe a couple of dish rags, not the real gifts. So like they do the wishing wells at the bridal showers. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe they want to do that at the wedding. And so I'm like, huh. So then I turn to one of the the, the bride's friends. I'm like, listen, I go. What is this wishing well wedding thing? She's like, oh, it's to make sure you know to bring a monetary gift. And I'm like, well, I live in Long Island. We always do monetary gifts. But the fact that this fucking bitch is telling me I better bring a monetary gift. Like, what the fuck? I would take a little money back out of my envelope if I hadn't sealed it. (laughs) It was horrible it was so bad and it was like really sad because like the food was good it was beautifully decorated but like six hours and you're not even at dessert yet two fucking wedding ceremonies and i didn't even get to see jaws attack like are you fucking kidding me like that's absurd that's just fucking absurd um I had yeah. follow-ups, but they were answered during the course. But I did just have like a funny st- comment that was, instead of those little vials of bubbles, they should have had little bottles of chum you could all pour <gasps> in so the sharks would have swum. It would have been charming. That would have been so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. But like, well, I I did keep joking around about bringing chum. And then like at the end, like during the night after the ceremonies, while we kept waiting and waiting and waiting for things, I said, I really should have brought the chum and i got yelled at they're like why didn't you bring the chum we would have been gone already um also i just found a new smell that you would not like dog breath it's my dog's mouth yeah she smells like i'm used to it and i love her Mm -hmm. and i don't care but it it does uh, smell kind of like she's rotting from the inside out so (laughs) i get it I get it. Well, you know, Sassy's on that fucking special rabbit or venison diet where that's all like her stinky yeah her shits are fucking nasty fucking nasty abby abby won the fight everyone she's sitting on my arm slash chest and she's got a little pumpkin on she does she's wearing a little little jacqueline she's such a sweet little lover baby but she just she she's so spoiled that she's just like I don't understand why my mom has to talk to these other people instead of me. Because <laughs> she'll do this during my work day, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sassy does that to me. But what I've discovered, she's the worst she is, is when I'm talking to Chad. So, like, I'll, we she knows. talk by... Oh, they she know. does. She does. At least she... she get- go ahead. Okay. No, go. I was going to say, at least she doesn't watch you have sex like a creep. Because Abby does that. She might. I don't know. I don't really God. pay attention. Plus, my glasses are off, so I can't really see anything. God. So, I mean, unless like eye contact. Light. I mean, like mid blowjob, she's like here, like, "What are you doing, Mom? Why are you doing that?" And I'm just like, "You're too close to me. Go somewhere else." 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she does or not, because again, my glasses are off. So unless the light were to hit her eyes, I'm not really going to pay any attention to it Wait, or notice it. do you it. fuck in the dark? Sometimes. Oh, not always. Right. No, I just... When you said the thing about the light hitting her eyes, I had so many follow-up questions immediately. No, well, no it's because I'm blind. That's, that's I'm really blind sad. I'm sorry. Do you, yeah, should we no, set like up a GoFundMe for you? To get LASIK surgery? That's not just, a bad idea. I don't idea. know. It's just like a thing people do is GoFundMe's these days. So. I know. They really do like these GoFundMe's. I just, you know... Don't get it. I, I feel really bad about it. Like sometimes they're legit, but like, you know, just because I'm behind in my bills, I don't know if I should do a GoFundMe. We did a GoFundMe for my uh, super good friend of mine. Um, I think about him almost every day and he's mm -hmm. been dead for almost 10 years. I think it's been mm -hmm. like eight years and mm -hmm. I still almost every day think about him. Right. And he was just, he was a, he was a big dude with a big mm -hmm. heart and, uh, fucking cancer got him, man. Never smoked a day in his life, got lung cancer that migrated to his spine. It was just fucking terrible. Um, where was I going with this terrible story? GoFundMe's. Oh, you set up a GoFundMe. This was many years ago before mm -hmm. GoFundMe's were so popular, but we did one to help for funeral expenses because, they That's depleted legit. their bank account, bank accounts, trying to save him his life from the cancer. So then there wasn't a whole lot left for the funeral. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we handled that. But that was really the only GoFundMe I ever had experience with until like recently. And then, you know, I, so many people, I can't tell you like how many people I just on a daily basis that they're constantly in my Facebook feed. And I'm just like. I am suffering through moderately priced soap and lotion hell to fix <laughs> my problems. Mm -hmm. And then I see like people that are like, my sister's never been to Europe. So we set up a GoFundMe so she can go on her school trip. Mm -hmm. Fucking like sell candy bars or something like I had to do when I was in school for trips. Like, that's not how you do that. I don't know. Sorry. I'm being a grumpy old person. Speaking of grumpy old people, mm -hmm. this was perfect. I am obsessed with a new TikTok account. Now, she's only posted a couple things because a lot of them are her, like, kids mm -hmm. and grandkids being annoying. But her username is Granny Gibbs, and it's G-I-B-B-S. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just going to play a... a a sample of the audio of one of them. And this was the one that, um, you know, pulled me in because this is literally, um, accurate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me get this going here. If he asks for your Snapchat and not your phone number, he's not a man. He's a boy. <laughs> Don't date a boy. Getting tips from Granny. And she's just this, like, legit, like, Aww. sweet little old lady. And her shirt says, morals over hussies. Mm. <laughs> but all her tips are like that. Like, another one was like, if you get that text at uh, 2 a.m. that says, you up? 
That's probably a male hussy. <laughs> Don't answer him or something. And I'm just like, she's so like serious when she says these things, but they're so funny. Anyway. And she's right. He probably is a male hussy. But, you know, hey, if he gives the good D, might be worth it. It depends. Yeah. What you're looking for. If you are in the Bridges School of Thought where you're looking to have feelings. <laughs> Probably you don't want to answer that 2 a.m. text, which makes me think of Jennifer Hudson all the time mm -hmm. uh, in the Sex and the City movie where they're sitting at the bar and, and she gets a text and, and Carrie says, it sounds like a booty call. And she goes, well, if he's meeting me, then it isn't a booty call, is it? <laughs> and I'm like, you fucking go, girl. But like, how awkward is that? Like 2 a.m. meet up and you're just like, oh, I didn't want to fuck. This isn't just a late night date. It would be awkward, right? You're just like, seriously. Where are we, where are we going? We getting coffee? We're going to go somewhere? What are we doing? We're going for the old nut bar? Hitting the all night diner oh, up for our God. date? Yeah. Yeah. This monogamous thing. It's weird. It's fucking weird. This monogamy thing. I got to tell you. I heard there's a Denny's that serves <laughs> old food and they're 24 hours. Let's go over. There we go. That's our hot date night. Yeah. You well, you have distance and travel and I can't even find someone in my own town that isn't like just mm -hmm. garbage. I don't yeah, even want to. Like, I, I think we all forgot about. Fish kiss guy. Oh my the god! Whole, I, I can make your toes it. curl. Shit, oh, fucking yes. weirdo guy. Yeah, you haven't heard from him anymore, have you? Thank I God. I blocked his number. I don't know. Oh, okay, good. He'd be messaging me all day, every day. <laughs> that's that's how I ended that communication. Mm -hmm. Once I said hashtag blocked, and I blocked him. There you go. Um, and then I had another guy the other day, and mm -hmm. this could uh, maybe get us into our final topic, which we were going to talk about what makes a man or woman immediately unattractive. Mm -hmm. And so this is my answer. Okay. I'm always wary when men say things like, I want to be totally honest with you, because I know something really bad's coming. Oh, because absolutely. If it's a small thing, they're going to white lie and hope you want to fuck them still. So it's got to mm -hmm. be really fucking shocking. Mm -hmm. And and I've, I've had the gamut, and I've honestly had this problem multiple times, and I'm just mm -hmm. wondering what's happening to society. But this man said to me, oh, well, I, I don't uh, drive, I have to take the bus to work. And I said... Uh, do you mind me asking? Because once, a long time ago, a man told me he didn't drive. And mm -hmm. he uh, told me he didn't drive because he was terrified he was going to hurt someone. So he never learned how. Okay. And I was like, wow, you're a fucking child. So this person I asked, and he was really mm -hmm. nice. He's a sweet mm -hmm. dude. And I wish him all the best. But I said, look, I like to take road trips and stuff. And the idea of me having to drive everywhere for the rest of my life, potentially, mm -hmm. This isn't a good love match for me because I don't like to drive. So mm -hmm. you're limiting the fun of my future. Mm -hmm. And he said, I just never really needed a car. The bus works fine for me. And I was like, I'm out. And so for me, I know it's kind of shitty and shallow, but like mm -hmm. if you don't want to drive mm -hmm. or you have the capability and the means to buy a car and you choose to just mooch rides and take the bus... Mm -hmm. 
That's kind of not sexy for me. It's kind of how I felt like when I dated the guy that made so much less money than me that I had to pay for everything. I felt like we weren't equal partners and Mm -hmm. it made it less sexy. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is, is like having grown up in the metropolitan New York area. You have a different view of cars. Yeah, because like like when I was a kid, I lived in Queens and we always had cars. But like I know people one of my very good friends, she didn't get her driver's license until she was in her 20s because of where she lived in the boroughs, in the New York City boroughs. It wasn't necessary. In fact, it was impractical to have a car. Like, um, insuring a car in New York, in the five boroughs of New York City is astronomical. You're, oh, sure. Yeah. Um, unless you live in a place where you have a parking spot assigned to you, you have to find street parking and that's insane. And you're more likely to get your car broken into. Um, plus, the mass transit is so good. It's, you know, I mean, it's filthy, but it's it does what it's supposed to do. So like not having learned to drive because you had a good mass transit system around you. That to me, I can understand in a place like New York, where where that type of thing exists. But like, I remember when I would go out to California to visit my grandparents and my aunt, my aunt and my grandmother never got their driver's license. Um, my aunt failed her road test, I think like three times or something like that. She was very good at taking the buses, but we all looked at her like me, like me, my mother, my grandfather were just like, how do you fucking live like this? Like you have to rely on a bus or somebody driving you. And that's crazy. And she lived right in the, you know, the heart of LA. So like, I just don't fucking get it. My it's grandmother a, was even worse. It, that's the thing is that the, if I'm not, I'm not a jerk, although I wouldn't date your aunt or your grandma because they don't drive. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, if someone had just moved to Portland from like Manhattan mm-hmm. and they were like, mm-hmm. I never had to drive. Like I just walked everywhere and we had a subway. Right. I'd be like, that totally checks out. Are you willing to learn if we work out just like right. from a standpoint of like road trips? I'm not even mm-hmm. saying you have to have a car to date me. I'm just saying right. like future planning. Is it something you'd be open to? Mm-hmm. That said, if you're not from a major metropolitan area like that, the the bus is such a huge time suck that like – you're adding like two hours to get mm-hmm. to work. You're at, so you're depleting the time that we could be spending together because you're too lazy or too unwilling to make the effort. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I guess that's it is it's that complete and total like laziness. Right. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you because again, like, when my father moved out to California initially, when he went to take a road test, because they forced him to take a road test because yeah. he was getting his license in California. And they, you know, he got into the car with the the driver, the the test guy, and the test guy's like, oh, you know, starts talking to him. And, and you know, my father makes my accent sound like a Midwestern accent. So <laughs> the guy's like, oh, so you're from Brooklyn, huh? And my father's like, yeah. And so they're talking and my father says, and the guy asks my father if he had an, uh, a license and my father's like, yeah, I've had a license since you could get licenses. Cause like when my father was young, they weren't giving out driver's licenses yet. Right. And so, um, 
the guy's like, okay, let's just drive around for a bit, but you've, you've passed already. He's like, cause if you can get a license in New York and you can drive in New York, you're fine here, you know? So like, you know, that, <laughs> <Fuck> that's <yeah. laughs> exactly. Um, so like, that's a whole different story, but like you said, like, you know, I, I like driving. I enjoy driving. I don't, pro- I don't have a problem being the main driver. I like to know that like, if I get really tired or if I'm not feeling well, somebody can pick up the wheel and drive for me. That's great. Um, but you know, being too afraid to drive, if you're too afraid to drive, cause you might hurt someone, you're going to be dealing with lots of anxieties and fears. And yes, I know these are legitimate mental health issues. And, you know, we have all different types of mental health issues. But if you're too afraid to get in a car and drive because you might hurt someone, you've probably been dealing with a lot of serious other mental health issues that I'm sorry, I'm just not equipped to fucking deal with. Yeah, it's that's my thing. I'm just not it's not something I'm capable of, like, adding Mm -hmm. to my life because I already feel like I don't have enough free time outside of work. If I mm-hmm. then also have to add like commuting to, and this was someone that lived like 40 minutes from me that was interested mm. in me. So if I got to spend the time commuting to you mm-hmm. after I'm off work and then commuting home or going to pick you up, going somewhere in the middle or waiting for you to take a bus, you know, mm-hmm. two hours, it cuts into the time that I have to like spend with you. And that's absolutely that's upsetting. What about you? Do you have like a a thing like that that just makes them a little less attractive? Well, yes and no. So not like that specifically. So when I was on the dating sites, but like I will expand on it some more. Anyone who put in their profile that, you know, supporters of whoever need not apply. Right. Like because you, you'd you see the MAGA people who are like, I don't want any liberals. You'd see the liberals who say, I don't want any MAGA people. Right. And I'm not saying I'm for either one of them because I'm not I'm very much in the middle politically. But my thing is, is I want like if your your feelings are so strong that you can't even talk to someone who doesn't necessarily agree with you. I don't want you around because and I'll put it this way. My family thinks I'm a bleeding heart liberal, as my father would put it, because my politics are in the middle. My You're very other, moderate. I am You're very you know, moderate. And but like, I, you know, I have strong feelings about certain things. But like there are parts of my family who think I am extremely liberal because of certain beliefs I have. And it's like, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? Don't call me a fucking liberal, you know, because like that was a dirty word in my house growing up. But, you know, and I don't have a problem with liberals and I don't have a problem with conservatives as long as we can have a conversation or at the very least respect to disagree. You know, as long as you got some fucking common sense. No one has conversations anymore politically. There's either you're wrong or I agree with you. And mm-hmm. um, you and I do not have the same political opinions, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine. I would say, though, I would go so far as to allow someone that specifically was hating on, like, just Donald Trump. Mm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't I don't think that that should matter because you sh- if that's the only thing that, mm-hmm. you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back – 
then you weren't starting off very good with this person anyway, because there were already things you didn't like, or that wouldn't be such a big issue. I mean, I know people, I mean, I, I literally know uh, Jewish people that married Catholic people and they have Mm -hmm. very interesting conversations about Mm -hmm. how to raise their children. And, and that's, you know, another fundamental level, you Mm -hmm. know, disagreement, but it doesn't prevent them from loving each other and figuring it out. They're able to have that conversation. It's the rigid, the rigidness of that. Exactly. And that's what bothers me is your unwillingness to listen to see if maybe there's something to be said for the other person's argument and you know, the closed mindedness. And I'm sorry, you find it on both ends of the political spectrum. Oh, sure. There's total closed mindedness. And, you know, that is a turnoff to me because like, I need you to be somewhat open-minded. I need you to be okay with me having an opinion that does not exactly mimic yours because otherwise just fucking date yourself. Like, don't fucking date me. What do we, ha- what do I have to bring to it? If you only want somebody who's going to fucking mimic what you say. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's a valid and accurate point. Um, I just thought of another one when we were talking about it mm-hmm. because I was like, well, it's more the like hate speech from mm-hmm. certain individuals. Cause I have no problem with conservative people. Honestly, I'm fiscally a little conservative. I'm just mm-hmm. socially incredibly liberal. Right. Um, but that said, these nuts with the guns, those are automatic swipe aways for me. I mean, if you've got like two semi automatic rifles mm-hmm. and like a fucking like crossbow in your picture, you're not the dude for me, guaranteed. <laughs> or right. like you're holding a dead deer you just like fucking shot mm-hmm. and you're holding it like I pinned this in a wrestling match. No, you used a fucking rifle and assassinated that sweet woodland creature. Right. Probably not even for me. Like my grandpa used to hunt. Mm-hmm. My mom hates venison because she had it. As a child, quite often, (laughs) if you don't have the money to buy meat and you're capable Mm -hmm. of hunting, it's a perfectly acceptable thing to do to support your life continuing, to Mm -hmm. feed your family. But, like, if you're like, hey, you know what sounds fun today? Let's go fucking shoot a lion. (laughs) Why? What are you doing with that lion? Why are you doing that? And why is it your profile picture? Mm -hmm. Don't. Or you're holding 96 fish. On mm-hmm. a fishing trip. Don't, don't, that's not your first profile picture. That's like second or third. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. And like, you know, listen, my fan, you know, my father used to go hunting. Um, thankfully, he did most of that before I was born. My cousin's daughter, I remember her posting a picture when she got her first deer, you know, but like she, you know, it wasn't like the fucking crazy thing. And like, you know, she did everything she was supposed to and she ate the meat and she, you know, she did the cleanup and all of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good with that. Like, I'm thoroughly impressed by it because she wasn't like, oh, this is a trophy and then handed it off to somebody to do everything. You know, she got herself dirty. She did the work that goes with it. Um, you know, but like when it's the extremists on things that I have issues with, and that's what it comes down to the extremists in everything. Well, if you're going to be that rigid and that extreme about Mm -hmm. one thing, you're probably going to be that way about your whole life. Mm -hmm. You're going to be that person that like, I put the dish towel back on the hand towel peg and you lose your fucking shit you're gonna be that dude and i'm gonna be like yeah i mean i have rules at my house 
but you're a guest when you're there and I don't fucking scream at you. Right. Chill out. Yeah. Yeah, we're not looking for sleeping with the enemy territory. Look at me pulling out a film from the 1990s, Um, (laughs) if not the 80s. Um, No, it'd be the 90s. But yeah, it's just like those types of people bother me because, you know, I'm relatively open minded, which sort of surprises me sometimes. Um, Because my whole thing is, is just don't bother me. Let me live my life. And I'll let you live yours as long as I'm not doing anything to harm you and you're not doing anything to harm me. What do I give a shit? And that's where I have issues. All I ask is that um, obviously I hope that you and your sweet, sweet boyfriend are very happy forever. But if you ever find yourself back on a dating app, I think you should make like a really aggressive post like that. But like about something silly, like the like, if you like mushrooms, keep swiping because I won't fucking talk to you or like something small like that. I just think it would be funny, but I don't be fun. I don't. I mean, it's probably polarizing to men because they're like, you don't tell me what to eat, woman. Well, but that's the whole thing is, is when somebody is that rigid, they are more than likely not willing to listen to my opinions. And if our listeners haven't figured it out yet, I have an opinion or two and I'm not afraid to express it. This is the truest statement anyone's ever told me. And I can't remember if it was my grandpa or my father, but it is opinions are like assholes. Mm -hmm. Everyone has one. That's why they're opinions. They are mm-hmm. neither correct nor incorrect because they are your opinion. They mm-hmm. are solely correct to the person that has them. So forcing them down someone else's throat, that's not going to happen. I would love to make Bridget my stuffed mushrooms. They are fucking bomb Gross. diggity. Gross. But I'm not going to do that because she doesn't like them. And I'm not a monster. <laughs> And you'd have to tie me up to fucking f- and then force feed me yeah. and somehow force me to swallow that shit. I'm not going to do that. So I already work. made you eat at the Hard Rock Cafe in New York City. I'm not going to make you eat stuffed mushrooms. Listen, Hard Rock Cafe was better than that Jekyll and Hyde place because that also had the fucking smell. And God only knows oh, what was crawling around. God bless that place. Oh, God. God. Bless that place. That was like a year ago this month. Yeah. 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 Wow. It almost almost feels like we did do an episode a week, even though we know we didn't, because we're exactly awful. I know we are awful, but Uh, fuck it. Might as well. Nobody's paying us to do this. If somebody wants to fucking pay us, you know, then fucking we'll get you more episodes. I mean, to be fair, we didn't ask for money, but let's uh, rip the bandaid off now. We're going to be out of town. This coming weekend. Yes, that's right. And um, so, A, don't come to our houses and steal our shit. And B, mm-hmm. um, no show, probably. I yeah. really don't think I want to drag this shit with me to Vegas. Don't, don't drag it because it'll just be another shit show like it was in L.A. I'm tempted to sing uh, Viva Las Vegas like I did on the Fink show, but I'm afraid I won't sound as much like Elvis and I'll ruin my perfect record. But I thought about mm. it, guys. I thought about it. Yeah, no, please don't. Please How don't. How dare you? It's a fucking delightful song. Yeah, and I'm a goddamn a, treasure. I'm not much of an Elvis fan. Oh, the no. look that Erin is giving me. You know, I got past the mushrooms. I got past your unfair hate of Hard Rock Cafe. 
I got past your pocketbook tirade. Got past your toe sucking and butthole licking. I don't know if I can get past your blind hatred of Elvis Presley. I didn't say I hated Elvis. He just doesn't do it he for me. He doesn't do it for you. No. I have a very specific time frame where I found him attractive mm-hmm. and only uh, slightly extended, but almost a small time frame that his music mm-hmm. was good. His later stuff was when he got away from the studio was much better. Yeah. That that early movie music. Mm. It's a little hard, but I love Las Vegas. So that song is. God. Well, we'll be in Vegas. Hopefully Woo! everybody, hopefully they put together a pot of money in order to be able to bail me out. Because yeah, that's the I concern. Just, I don't even know what's going to happen, y'all. It's this is I'm staying off property, so mm-hmm. I won't. Be, okay. Confessional. If this was a reality show, this is confession time. If I had stayed, if I could have afforded to, because fuck the rooms on the strip are expensive. I couldn't find anything for less than like 300 a night that was like nice. I got a ridiculous deal back in May and yeah. I was I was in Florida when I saw it and my mother's like, you need to book it now. Yeah, but I'm super stoked about my little tiny house. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a fucking hoot and I'm going to love it. Sure. That said, if I was staying on property and what I mean by mm-hmm. on property is whatever casino I stay in, I have a habit of not being able to sleep in Vegas because mm-hmm. I'm usually like either a little too jazzed or a little too mm-hmm. drunk and I'm I don't know what time it is. Mm hmm. And it's not unusual for me to go in my pajamas down Mm -hmm. to the lobby of whatever hotel I'm staying at and just fucking sit there and just penny slot until (sighs) one of my friends is like, Aaron's not in the room. Or like, hey, we were calling you for breakfast. It's 10 a.m. Why are you in your pajamas and sitting at the slot machine? So um, uh, that aspect of my life, I haven't Mm -hmm. really had that. Uh, since like my 20s so Mm -hmm. and i won't have it again this trip so i just don't even know what to expect i don't vegas for me was like gambling and like eating the fruit instead of meals out of Mm -hmm. the free cocktails so as an adult i don't i don't know how this is gonna how this is gonna be for me yeah i know you can't go in the pool because it's gonna be cold fucking bullshit i'm still bringing my bathing suit (laughs) <laughs> motherfuckers well Cerber said we should all hot tub it and it's I was like good you know what I don't want to do get into a hot tub with like 20 fucking adult human beings and just be like what's up guys because I'm sorry and I don't know who's gonna fuck who this trip but someone will fuck someone and you be me motherfucker okay that so let me just tell you uh, Vegas story I was in a hot tub once mm-hmm. where two people were fucking and a girl's hair product was so thick. It was Tony and Guy hair product mm-hmm. that it created a sheen on the top of the water. Uh. And we all got out and we were just like, I, I'm covered in like hair product and like body uh. juice. I don't like it. And then years later, when I went to the singles trip with uh, K-Rock. Mm hmm. We literally watched a couple just like not shy at all, fuck to completion in the pool. And there was so much sunscreen and whatever in that pool that there was like a latte foam on the top of the pool at the Planet Hollywood. So I'm just saying, based on my experience with 
bodies of water in Vegas, I'm not really ready to hop in with adults because they tend to fuck in the water around me and then I'm covered in something slimy. I got to tell you, the, the the fucking juices bothers me a lot less than the sunscreen and the hair products. Oh, my God. It was so gross. I didn't feel like I could get clean. It took me so long to shower after mm-hmm. the Planet Hollywood pool. I mm-hmm. could not get the, like, stick of all the Ugh. all the sunscreen off of me because everyone's just turned into this grease slick on top. Mm. So Ugh. gross. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't impress me. At so all. If, you, if you listen to this show and you're going to Vegas with us mm-hmm. and we get in a hot tub with you, don't fuck each other while we're next to you. No. And don't pour your sunscreen into the fucking hot tub. If you're going to fuck and you want us to watch, just go to a fucking balcony and say, hey, by the way, we're going to be on the balcony on this floor if you want to watch. So at least this way I can be far away or and like, I can watch. Say like, hey, um, you know. I don't know. Watch? Brett's getting handsy. Do you mind if you step out? Yes. Yes, I'm happy to step out. <laughs> Fucking just tell me. I will get out because I'd rather not. Because you can't walk away. Just so you know, as someone that's been in this situation multiple times, you can't get out during because they feel so comfortable with you that they're doing the fucking in front of you that if you get out, it's an insult. Like, gross. I don't want to watch you guys fuck. Or I'm so grossed and creeped out by you. I have to leave. Either way, lose, lose. You seem like a jerk. So then you're just like, well, I guess I get to watch you guys fuck now. And then you gotta like, it can't be too much. You can't be like into it, but you have to just like keep talking to your friends that are also there with you in misery. And just like, just talk, just, just mm-hmm. conversationally, just acknowledge they're fucking every so often and keep talking. I don't want that, guys. I don't want that life. No, why not? Not with our friends who are going to be there? Jesus fucking Christ. I'm not even bringing a suit. I'm just going to take that out of the equation for me. I'm bringing a suit, I think. I am. I have I, that. I can't. I want to. I just want to, like. I know, but I have that gorgeous outdoor tub at my place. <laughs> With the heated, so yeah. I can jacuzzi myself. Make it. There you go. We'll see. I'm, well, then maybe we're going to your place ooh, to have I'm the not jacuzzi. Allowed to have guests. It's a no party property. Sorry. Yeah. Fuck off. Um. Yeah. No. I just I want to be warm. There's a freeze warning tonight. As we're recording, there is a freeze warning in New York slash Connecticut. <laughs> I want to be warm for a day or two. I'm looking. Like, I just no, choked no. on the air. I'm looking to see. Oh, tonight's going to be pleasant here for us. It's only going to dip down to 49. But by the middle of the week, we're going to be in like the low 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Already there. So anyway, I think that's a show, don't you? Well, it was and is a okay. show, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Well, thank you. Dick, 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 dickelodeon. All right. So where can they find us? You can find us at Instagram at Bicoastal Biatches. 
We have our Facebook group, which is also Bicoastal Biatches. On Twitter, we're at Bicoastal, B-I-O-T-C-1, or just search for the Bicoastal Biatches and you'll find us. You can also email us at Bicoastalbiatches at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app. And where can they find you, Erin? I am on Twitter and Instagram as T-O-A-O Turtle. And I can be found at Bridget F-A, F is in Frank, A is an Apple on Twitter. Twitter and Instagram. So join the bitch brigade and don't forget to tell your friends about us. We'll keep talking if you'll keep listening. Bye. Bye. Here they are, just two bicoastal girls living life in a podcaster world.